Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reservations. We're your host. I'm Rain Whalen. And I'm Kaiser Soze. Kaiser Soze. And I'm Kaiser Soze. Isn't that Kevin Spacey, though? Wow, dude. Spoilers, bro. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry, guys, who haven't seen a 30-year-old movie yet. It's a... <laughs> Spoilers, bruh. They made that joke in a show, I remember. They're like, yeah, and, and Kevin Spacey's Kaiser Soze. It was American Dad. It was it. <laughs> That's right. Jeff Jeff couldn't tell us, doesn't know how to keep a secret. And so he's like, hey, Stan, just want to let you know we're throwing a surprise party for you. Also, Francine got you the usual suspects. Kevin Spacey's Kaiser Soze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, American Sorry, Dad. Um, <clears throat> TBS, if you're listening, get your shit together. Take the ads off of American Dad so I can watch the new season. Oh, there's so many ads on there. I know. Anyway, uh, welcome back, everyone. Um, I'm actually I'm actually really excited for this. That's exciting to hear. You know, because like I've mentioned, I'm sure people should know by now, sometimes I'm a little weary of the movies you recommend to do for next episodes. But, mm-hmm. uh, nah, dude, I was all in uh, after I watched the 97 version. I was like, oh, let's do this. Yeah. Um, I was going to watch one one day and one the other day. Now I watched them back to back. I did also. I watched them back to back this morning. So Yeah. Well, uh, if anyone didn't listen last week, this week we are discussing the 1997 and 2007 movie Funny Games by, how do you pronounce Michael's last name? Michael Haneke. That's how you pronounce it. Well, that's how you pronounce it in the American accent. Uh, It's probably, I don't even want to try. You know, because I thought it was Hanek, then I thought it was Honek. You know, mm-hmm. and then, but I've heard a lot of people say Haneke, so uh, I mean, Haneke yeah. sounds fine to me. Um, I do also want to uh, shout out um, one of my favorite podcasts, Enter the Void. Uh, Enter the Void did an episode on this okay. a few years ago. It's been a while since I've listened to it. I didn't re-listen to it for this, because uh, again, I don't want to plagiarize. Yeah. But uh, theirs is a little bit different, so um, they don't really have a stomach for disturbing, violent films. Um, so they didn't really enjoy themselves. Hmm. Um, like, you know, me, a psychopath, enjoys <laughs> stuff like this. And so, um, you know, they, they do make very good points and why they don't like it. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, they're just dogging on the movie. They, they don't do that. Uh, but yeah. uh, they didn't enjoy it. So this will be a little bit different. And we're also going to talk a little bit more about the differences between the two. Um well, it's, it's sort of a study on this shot-for-shot shot style. Well, you know, and, and everything I've read that seems like that, it, you know, a lot of people, you know, felt the same way, is that it was too disturbing. You know, mm-hmm. the the 97 version barely has a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, and mm-hmm. then the American version has a, neg- a, a rotten, like, 50%, you know, sure. and both of them almost... The, the the consensus almost virtually the same. That well, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's too disturbing. It would be weird if it was a if it was a different consensus, right? On one or the other. But anyway, <laughs> this it, one's better. If you disagree with us and you did not like the movie, go listen to Enter the Void uh, with uh, Renan Borelli and William Butler. They agree. So yeah. Well, um, so Jeremy, mm-hmm. what is this movie all about? Well, good question. So, <laughs> now I'll give you a quick synopsis. So, because they're the same. We, so. Right. Um, so, here's the 97 version. We, <laughs> we follow a, uh, a, a very affluent family mm-hmm. uh, to their vacation home. Um, obviously, in 97, they're in Germany or Austria. 
I think I, everything I read it said it was Austria. Austria, and in the American version, it's Long Island. Um, but anyway, they're they're going to their vacation home. They're settling in. They're launching the boat. Uh, however, once they're on their way up to the house, they run into friends of theirs. Mm-hmm. And they they seem to be practicing their golf swing, which to them isn't very fair because they're going to play golf tomorrow. So they uh, they stop and they and you know taunt them a little bit. You know, give them give them a good razzing. And of course, they need help launching the boat. And so um, they during their conversation, the other couple seems to be acting strange and there's a couple of people with them that yeah. they don't recognize um, and the boy mentions that their daughter isn't there and you know that's sort of strange but anyway it doesn't matter um, they show up one of the gentlemen that is with their their friends uh, comes along to help them launch the boat and as the the mother Anne uh, or Anna depending on which version you're watching um Anne is preparing dinner Mm -hmm. and her son says there's someone at the door she goes and checks it's someone else Uh, not the gentleman helping out with the boat but a similarly dressed gentleman Mm -hmm. um young kid i mean these guys are probably in their late teens early 20s yeah super young I think I think late twenties because uh, Peter mentions being in college, oh, okay. which could have been I mean, bullshit. I mean, could have been a lie. Yeah. Right. So, um, or is his name Tom? Right? Or is it Jerry? Yeah. Right? Or is it right? I mean, there's right. anyway. So he asks for some eggs, and some very uncomfortable uh, exchanges is ensued. Um, he drops the eggs not once but twice. Um, the other person shows up and starts to make things a little more awkward because he wants to try the club she gets uncomfortable she asks them to leave they refuse the father shows up george and his son georgie show up to try to de-escalate mm-hmm. right um and boom <laughs> they hit george with the golf club took me years to realize why he was bleeding because I was like they just hit him why is he bleeding you know it was a compound, compound fracture, fracture. Yeah. yep wow good job so <laughs> <laughs> well almost having one of those in my life I, I, I kind of gotcha you know, yeah uh, I, I broke my arm this way oh and yikes you could see the bone it didn't you know obviously it did not but yeah the doctor said if it if I had hit any harder it would have oh that's so cool yeah since people can't see what I'm doing, I hit my elbow and it was bending the other down, way. and it bent my arm upwards. Gross. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it sucked. Anyway. So, real quick, I, I felt like that was too specific. So, real quick, <laughs> they put this family through mental and physical torture mm-hmm. for days. Um, at least, well, for a day. Well, a day. Um, and we later find out what happened to the family they were with before. Yeah. Um, we found out what happened to their dog. We find, <laughs> I mean, these guys don't mess around. Right? Nope. But what's interesting about this is that they they will hint at things that in a normal movie would normally be paid off later. Um, for yeah. instance, the knife in the boat. 
technically that did get paid off, but not in the way we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that uh, Peter can't swim never gets paid off. Yeah. Why bring it up, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you think that they're going to get the drop on these guys, and they never do, mm-hmm. right? And in some, and in one particular case, they do. They do, but we we don't get resolution with that either, right? No. Um, you know, Paul turns out to you know fix that also. Yes. So anyway, they kill the entire family. Uh, they go to a a house f- um, of the people that they had met a day prior, mm-hmm. while with uh, the current family, they were torturing. In, in the main, in the American version, I think they're like the the Thompsons. No, 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 the friends of the Thompsons. Friends of the Thompsons. They're like the Farbers. Or yeah, that's right. That's Farber. right. I, I don't remember what it was in the '97 version. I don't either. So anyway. Paul walks into the house, asks for some eggs, looks directly to camera, funny games. So, um, I, the reason I didn't want to be too specific is because I want to talk about these oh, things. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, the first thing I want to talk about is the opening. So, to both, I mean, again, these are exactly the same. I kind of want to, what I did was I purposely took notes for the 97 version. And then took notes for the 2007 version? Yes, and I did them differently. So I didn't, I would. I took notes for the 97 version like I would any other movie. Mm-hmm. But then for the 2007 version, I was specifically watching it for... Differences? Well, yeah, for differences for, you know... Uh, you know, for the actual remake, shot for shot study. Right? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because, and we'll get into it, but I have a theory that um, that acting in these two movies were completely different, right? Because mm-hmm. in the first one, you could argue, let's say, assuming these actors had options and had freedom to maybe make choices. Uh-huh. 2007, they didn't. Yes, yeah, right. I, I did they, read that. They have to do exactly what the other people did, mm-hmm. right? And so that lends to a lot less freedom that's really just, you know, mimicking, yeah. right? Uh, which is a different acting style. Um, I think Naomi persuaded him to change one little bitty thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't even that significant. And yeah, we can, yeah, we'll, and we'll, we'll get, get there. there. Yeah. But anyway, so the opening. The opening starts out, and it. I hate these people. So <laughs> these people are the opposite of relatable, right? Yes. Yeah. Number one, I mean, they're going to their you know million dollar vacation home, um, and they're bringing along their sailboat and they're driving a Land Rover and yeah. they are playing a game that is <laughs> the most unrelatable game in the world. We'll see. It finally, it finally hit me when I was watching the 2007 version. Um, I, I do this with Ashley mm-hmm. uh, I'll, when, when we're on road trips or even just casually driving. Um, I'll, I'll do this with her. But, you know, as you know, I don't listen to operatic music. Mm-hmm. So it's a little easier for her to guess like, oh, that's Panic at the Disco or, oh, that's Oliver Tree or I don't know who this is. Uh, but, no, I, I do do this. I just I didn't I didn't know that. I just don't find the opera I, with I kind of agree with you. I don't find the operatic music relatable. No, and all. so it's and you know I think it it may be a cultural thing as well, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, again, 
you know, watching the American version, all they're doing is doing the exact same thing that the Austrians did, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I don't know, right? But um, what they're doing is they are playing this guessing game between each other, uh, George and Anne, and uh, they're playing opera, and you have to guess uh, the composer, the singer, and the opera it's in, I think, is what they're I playing. I think so, too. And <laughs> it's super obnoxious, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what a bunch of losers. Yeah, because Anne, like, gets hers, like, immediately, just like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. And then George has a hard time with his. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just like. But once he gives up and she lets him, she doesn't even let him know that the answer is. Yeah, um, she just says, listen. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then we get that switch in soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And then we get Naked City's Bonehead, which is this in, insane, non non-traditional metal music, right? I mean, because there's no pattern it follows, there's no organization it follows. It's completely, almost it seems at random. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, as we've discussed, you know, I listen to a lot of metal, and, you know, even though a lot of people don't like the metal I listen to, you know, because it's screamo, quote-unquote. Yeah. But there's still a melody, there's still rhythm, and there's still... Mm -hmm. as you said, a pattern, and yeah, this was. This when, doesn't have that. When it switches, I was like, ugh. Well, I know, and it, I, it, that's its, that's its purpose. Yeah. Its purpose is to, you know, Haneke is saying, listen, this isn't the movie you're here to see, right? I don't know right. what movie you thought you were gonna see, but this isn't it, and well, here's here's some evidence. Well, and I love the 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 titling mm-hmm. that it, it's this bright red. Yeah. Um, no fade out. So we're on Anne and George mm-hmm. and Georgie, and the credits are red and everything's red. And right. And they're still presumably listening to opera, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's 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 strange to see their reactions listening to opera, but we're not hearing opera. We're hearing this. Yeah. Right. And so it's almost like they're listening to this also. But they're treating it as if it's normal music, yeah. right? Which is sort of strange, yeah. right? I really liked the way he put that together. Yeah, so did I. I mean, even even in the American version, you know, it it's it, it still works really well, right? You know? It's the same, and of course, I saw the American version first, mm-hmm. uh, so it was harder for me to take notes for the '97 version as if it was the first time I'd seen it, right? Oh, yeah. Because again, yes, things are different, sort of. Um, but it was like, man, but that's not the first one I've seen. My my gut reaction wants to compare this one to the 2007 one, right? Right. Because I watched them out of order. Uh, but anyway. Well, then I guess that was a good thing that I had never seen either version mm-hmm. and started with the yes. 97 and then went to the 2007. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, and then and then I love how how Bonehead abruptly cuts. Yeah. In both versions, when they see their friends and. And rolls down the window and goes, hey, and it cuts. Right. Just bam. Boom. I know. Yeah. Uh, very Scorsese. I don't know if you've um, watched enough Scorsese. Uh, he does that a lot with his soundtracks. Not enough. Oh. But I, just, I, I love Gangs of New York. Okay. He does that in Gangs of New York. Um, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to. In the very, very beginning. Sorry, guys. We'll get to Funny Games in a second. Uh, in the very beginning where they are 
in the church. I that's think. right, and they walk and out, and it kicks just stops. that door open. Yeah, and it just stops. And it just yeah. stops. Okay. So that's very Scorsese, right? Like, right he right, does right, it right, in right. Shutter Island. He does it in uh, The Departed. He does it all the time. Right, right. Oh, no, I've seen The Departed. Anyway, so all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I know. Um, I really liked the introduction of the boys. That's mm-hmm. what I'm gonna call them. No, uh, because I think it's a good way to describe because them. Because we see them with the friends, George and Andy's friends, right? And of right. course, if you're watching this the first time, you have no idea what's going on, so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't connect, right? Mm-hmm. You may not have even noticed they were there, right? Um, you did see the the other guy, Fred, I think was his name, uh, ask Paul for permission uh, to talk to them. Right? Oh, or yeah, yeah. To, to, to what do I say? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and so you can tell that they're acting very strangely. And of course, Annie and George, uh, they they pick up on that and they mention it. Mm-hmm. Right? That they're acting strange. Um, but if you haven't seen it before, you don't know why. Right? This yeah. just could be, you know, just more filler dialogue. Who cares? Right? But, I mean, then it really ends up, you know, if you watch it again, you're like, oh. No, yeah, they, uh, they are doing to them what they will later do to George and Annie, right? Yeah, uh, and it makes it a lot more powerful that that first uh, sighting of the boys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to mention, even Peter's shorts are the same color. Yeah, <laughs> and this, I mean, they did a really good job. Yeah, very. You know, I do want to mention very, very weird clothing. For for yes. the for the boy for the boys Peter or Paul in both versions um, well no yeah you know both versions are a polo long sleeve um, really not as short in the American version but mm-hmm. short white shorts uh, white low top chucks and then white gloves and then Paul uh, Peter is wearing short sleeve white polo black shorts I think black boating shoes. I think they're navy blue. Both are navy blue. And then white gloves. Mm-hmm. Which the gloves, I really wish he would have meant, meant, said something, but I'm kind of glad he didn't. We don't even know if... the We don't know the real names. We don't know anything about these guys. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes sort of this, this unfairness come yeah. into play later, because, I mean, we we as the audience are giving given nothing. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, to kind of help our audience understand, you know, you know, Michael said that this movie isn't neither of these movies are horror movies, but I'm gonna use a horror movie as just so they understand, you know, even in Friday the 13th, we know Jason's motivations, we know who he is, where he comes from. We don't know anything about that with Paul and Peter. No, and it is a little more jarring and a little more disturbing that they're so young. Mm-hmm. Right? If these were grown men coming in and doing this we could at least assume and probably be right that this is something they do all the time. No. This is, you know, uh, whatever. Their their background wouldn't be as interesting. But the fact that they're so young is like, where are their parents? Where do they mm-hmm. come from? Are they brothers? Are they friends? Do they live here? You know? And they, and they keep changing their stories every time. Right, of course. So we don't know... No. If they're even telling the truth. Actually, we can just go ahead and assume they're not. Because yeah. they're not. They, they, <laughs> yeah. That, w- that would be too fair. I think I think the only truth we get 
is when Peter says, we both love golf. They do love golf. That is true. I think that's the only truth we they, get. They do truly love the game of golf. But not in a... <laughs> not in a traditional sense. Not in the traditional sense. So, yeah. I guess we can talk about how amazing it was they got that dog to flip out of the car twice in almost exactly the same way. Um, which I've always found fascinating. It, it looks so real. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a real dog. No, I, I think it, I think it was fake both times. Right, and it, I mean, just the the timing of the dog being revealed in the car and then falling to the ground is perfect. Yeah, and I don't know how he did it either time. Yeah, man, he man. did it twice. He might. I would say in the '97 version, maybe first take, great, we got it. Yeah, but then for the 2007 version, he was like, okay, it's got to fall like this. Right, and it, I mean. Unbelievable, and you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, everything in the 2007 version had to be mimicked, right? Um, to a certain extent, obviously, exterior of the house is going to be different. Where the dock is is going to be different. Where the the dog and the car is is going to be different because it's not the same property. No, right. The only thing that is exactly the same is, is the, the set, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, um, I'm sure it was a lot of trial and error for the 2007 version. Like, okay, if we set the, the fake dog up this way, it'll roll out this way. Well, mm-hmm. okay, what if we do it this way? Right. You know. Um, I just always thought it was so disturbing and so well done. I know, that, dude. It, it, that timing is so good. Well, and like, before we go on, um, when I was about to queue up the 2007 version, I told Ashley, I was like, man, I really don't want to see the dog die. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like... I just have this sinking feeling that the American version is going to be so much more violent. But then, as I started to play it, it hit me. I'm like, wait, it's not going to be. It's a shot-for-shot remake. Everything will be the exact same. So we don't see the dog die, which I appreciated. Right. Just because I'm a big animal lover. I hate like I hate it when I see animals die in movies. Um, and so I was like, okay, that's all right. But... <laughs> yeah, and... It- that brings up a good point and something we can transition to is the lack of on-screen violence. Yeah. Uh, we really don't see any violence. Even when he swings the club to hit George in the leg, we, we don't. don't see the club make contact with his leg. You just hear the sound and then George hits to the ground. Right. It's, I mean, and that's how it is with everything. I think the only time we see on-screen violence is when Peter gets shot. Uh-huh. And that's it. Pretty much. Because, you know, I mean, yes, Paul gets slapped in the face uh, and gets pushed down a few times, uh, and hit he, in the stomach. Yeah, hit in the stomach, but no, like, gra- graphic violence. No, and not shown. even when the, the boys come back. Um, when George is sitting on the couch, he has a bloody nose, but we don't, we didn't see that happen. Right? Yeah. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't see him get clocked in the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's... Yes, this movie is about the the horrific violence in the media and on television and whatever. Mm -hmm. But we don't really see it. Yeah. So it it is an interesting way to to show that commentary when it's like, isn't this terrible? It's like, is what terrible? What did you show me? You didn't show me anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah, especially when, like, um, towards the end of the film when they're, you're assuming they're stabbing George. Mm -hmm. Because you hear him screaming. You hear knife hitting flesh, but... 
We're just focused on hand. Now, you also could argue that's worse. Um, that is true. Because you know, I, I think that if we knew what he was doing to Georgie when he's got him in the pillowcase, mm-hmm. I, but the fact that we can be like, I don't know what he's doing to him, but the kid is screaming. And every time he like pulls back on the... Yeah, it's yeah. almost like, you know, like he could just be pinching him on the side or something. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like something he's already scared, so any sort of... Uh, any sort of violation of his personal space is going to be overreacted to, mm-hmm. right? Because he's terrified. Right. But we don't know what he's doing to him, right? Yep. Uh, we can see the reactions of his parents, and, you know, we can hear Georgie scream, but that's about it. Well, and, you know, now, like, I'm starting to process it now that we're really kind of talking about it, and I think that's kind of what he wanted, is he wanted to see the reactions, yeah. you know? Because you got to think, you know, in real life when we're watching... TV or the news and something horrible happens, we're, we're just left with our reaction. So he's showing us the reaction of everyone. I think you're right. I think that is worse. Yeah. Like, especially when George Sr. is being tortured and Stabbed, all, yeah. You know, we're just focused on Anne. Mm-hmm. And her tears are running down her face. And yeah. she doesn't know what to do. Oh, man. Poor Anne. Oh, dude. And, and, and man, and when they killed the son. Yeah. Okay. I... I was just so like, whoa. My... <sighs> Choosing my words carefully. <laughs> my favorite part. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> so... He's not condoling child no, abuse. No, 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 Child no. abuse, anyone. But it was, you know... All right. So let me set up the scene for everyone who has either forgotten or hasn't seen it. Um, is... We we have now introduced into the film this rifle, right? Mm-hmm. It really isn't a rifle. It's more like a shotgun, yeah. right? And But they call it a rifle, which I don't like. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so we are we now... Our bad guys now have a gun. shotgun, yeah. <laughs> right? And so now this is something I found very interesting, uh, that this part is different in both because the rhyming is different in different languages, right? And right. so they have their own version of Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo, right? Oh, yeah. In, in German than we do in English, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, because they have to rhyme, right? Um, and, of course, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo is nonsense, sort of. So, yeah. And so that's, you know. Um, so he has, uh, Paul has given Peter the gun and said, you know, play this little counting game and uh, who is ever left, you shoot them, right? And I'm going to go make a sandwich. And so... And, yeah, so we follow Paul to the kitchen. And we are stuck on Paul, right? We And this is probably why it's my favorite part, is that... Yeah, he's just nonchalantly making, making a, sandwich. a sandwich. And this is after the gunshot. So yeah, you, he, yeah. you hear the gunshot, you hear some screaming, right? I mean, shocked screaming. It's not, like, super loud and over the top. It's more realistic screaming because mm-hmm. you know you're shocked at what you just saw and you can't believe it's happening but you you still feel that it happened mm-hmm. and you're reacting to it right so that's that's what we're hearing right and Paul is still just like hmm. and Paul's making a sandwich right and then he comes back and he's upset because he didn't do it right uh, Peter you know fucked it up of course yeah. right Tubby to the rescue again right good job you idiot so yeah, they're spent now yeah, I was like, great. You know, you, you killed the kid already, and now we can't get anything out of him. And I also, I do, I do really like that. Is that 
we kind of have a feeling someone just died. Mm-hmm. But, you know. But the kid first? I, know. I mean, wow. Well, and, and, and I really like that Michael is making us use our uh, deductive reasoning. Yes. You know, all we're seeing is the blood splatter and the blood splatter on the TV and right. hearing their conversation. Mm-hmm. And we can infer, like, oh shit, the kid's dead. Oh shit. I hope it's not the kid. And then, of and then course, when we wide shot it. In the 97 version, we wide shot and we see the entire body. Mm-hmm. Um, which is jarring because half his head is gone. Right? Yeah. Uh, and then in the 2007 version, the TV is blocking yeah, his head. Yeah, it's, it's like right at the shoulder line. Yeah. His so we see, head is behind the so TV. So we kind of see from the clavicle down, I guess, mm-hmm. um, the kid's body. But, of course, we see the blood and we, you know, he's lying there, so we understand what happened. Yeah. And... and and, and it's my second favorite part. And I think that that, that wide shot is just so powerful because we see George Sr., we just see his legs, and you know he's probably just like... He just can't believe it. And then Anne is duct-taped and just sitting there. Even the tape is the same, by the way? Yeah, the yeah. Both versions? Holy shit. That brown packing tape? Uh-huh. Now, this is my favorite, this is my second favorite part, is this 10-minute long shot of Anne and George... Trying to get... Out of the living room? Yeah, or at least just trying to get unrestrained, mm-hmm. right? Um, because, you know, the boys are gone, right? Yeah. And now is their chance to finally get untied. And But now they're having to not only get untied, but process their child has just been shot and get untied. Yeah. Right? I, I do want to say, and, you know, we keep mentioning it, that the 2007 version, they had to do a lot of mimicking, but... I do really like George Sr.'s finally shock reaction mm-hmm. uh, in the 97 version because mm-hmm. you do really feel his pain and yeah. Anne is trying to console him and like, you know, I understand, but we we have a chance we can get out of here. And I love Tim Roth. Yeah. Um, but he, I wasn't really believing him as much. Yeah, I was Tim- believing Naomi as she was consoling him, but I was like, come on, Tim. Tim's a little more pathetic. I yeah. think his George is a little more pathetic than... 97 uh, George. And uh, 97. <laughs> he's a German name. I can't pronounce it. Uh, but he's, all, he's also a fantastic actor. He's been in, you know, award-winning films, like in The the Lives of Others and all yeah. sorts of stuff. He's he's fantastic. And, um, and you're right. I, I do agree with that. And I also think that Anne in the 97 version is a little more sympathetic I think that Naomi played and a little more harsh especially in the very beginning when she's doing the egg thing mm-hmm. uh, I think she's you know uh, her reaction to him dropping the eggs the first time is a little more you know, like you're an idiot than Anne in the 97 version like oh it's okay yeah Anne in the 97 version is a little more oh my god it's okay it's not a big deal come on okay, yeah. you're up. And Naomi's was a little harsher, right? Yeah. I, I kind of got that. Yeah. Which I, I do kind of, now that, you know, again, now that we're discussing it, I do appreciate that, that mm-hmm. it wasn't carbon copy. Yeah. You know, because like we, I kind of mentioned off mic is, you know, I did feel like in the 2007 version, the acting and how they were delivering the lines wasn't as fluid or as natural as in the 97 version. And I think that's because it couldn't be. Because they, again, they weren't able to make choices. Yeah. Uh, whereas in the 97 version, they were able to make choices. Mm-hmm. You know, because at that time... This was a new film. 
Yeah, and he wasn't thinking, I'm going to remake this one. You know? Um, So he was able to work with the actors. The actors were able to think about their character, think about what they were doing, make choices that were reactions to the whatever, right? They were able to act and react mm-hmm. where ninety where in 2007 they had to go, okay, what did they do? Okay, oh, okay. now I have that. to do that, okay. right? Which is harder, I guess. And I think, but I do think with um, Naomi being a little bit more harsher to the boys and Tim being a little bit more pathetic, I think these tiny little differences mm-hmm. do kind of make their characters their own, mm-hmm. but... You know, right? They're still saying the same lines, pretty much. Now, um, that you know, obviously, they can't be exactly the same. Things don't translate exactly the same, right? right? So, yes, there are subtle differences in the dialogue, like in the very, very beginning with that aerial shot um, in the um, in the ninety-seven. She says three to my favor. Right, and then this is so nitpicky and stupid. But and and in the 2007, she goes three two to me, right? Yeah. We don't say things like oh three two my favorite. Like we don't say things like that. Right. Right. But it makes sense in German, mm-hmm. right? It may not equate to being that proper in German, but it would in English. And yeah. so people don't speak that properly. I mean, they would those stupid bougie people. But. Uh, <laughs> But even like little things like when Paul comes back and throws the golf ball at George and misses, and he's uh, yeah yeah in German he says ah missed yeah, and, which and, is kind of funny right and Michael Pitt goes ah, damn it damn it right which is less funny yeah. to me right again that's subjective but I I do like the little glimmer of humor in this horrible situation <laughs> where. <laughs> He's being so mean yeah. <laughs> to, to these poor people that they've tortured, right? Throwing the golf ball like, ah, missed. All right, anyway, you know, yeah. that made me laugh, you know? Yeah, um, so I do want to mention, uh, when we were kind of talking about off mic, um, I do I do like the American version a little more. Mm-hmm. And that is because of who plays Paul in the American version and as Michael Pitt. Michael Pitt. Um, if anyone doesn't know who that is, uh, watch Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Um, he's in the first two seasons. He's awesome. Um, I guess you could watch, like, Ghost in the Shell. Seven Psychopaths. He's in the very yeah. beginning of Seven Psychopaths. He's, um... Then, of course, he's in Funny Games. And, um... The first time I ever saw Michael Pitt in anything was this movie. Yeah. Um, and now he's... As I was telling Jeremy off mic, um... I understand Michael Pitt has been known to be very difficult to work with on set. Um, apparently, his his own agent even fired him at one point in his career. Um, and I get that. You know, he, I'm sure he's probably an asshole in real life. Probably. But he's such a good actor, dude. He's so good. Like, the same thing. That's how I feel with Kanye. He's an asshole, but damn, his music's good. Yeah, but he's all asshole. You know, uh, Jesus is king. <laughs> but no, uh, but I do... Uh, I, that's one of the reasons why I really liked the American version more. Mm-hmm. Now, with kind of what I said off mic is, but the Paul in the 97 version does have a little bit more kind of swagger and humor than Michael Pitt. And that, and that is because, of, like we've been saying, Michael Pitt had to copy him. Right. But there are some few things that Michael Pitt, I feel like he did a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I feel like he made Paul a little bit more... 
sinister mm-hmm. and sadistic, especially towards the end, because right? mm-hmm. Michael Pitt's got really big teeth. Yeah. And when he's telling Naomi Watts, like, now we're going to play the loving wife, and has got that just big grin. Yeah, I would agree that his... He brought more teeth, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he brought a little more sort of an upbeat, um, sinister feel mm-hmm. than 97. Um, because you're right, when he is um, right before Anne grabs the gun, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I take it back. That's my favorite part. Anyway, uh, this movie's great. <laughs> um, okay, so it's it's when Anne grabs the gun, and then the kid dying, and then the static shot. Those are my three favorite parts. Okay, so now that we have that settled... Um, he does do that thing, and I think you'll find this very more. Yeah, I think you'll find this interesting with which device. You know, and he gets that. You know, mm-hmm. sort of. He's really excited, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that Paul in '97 didn't have as much excitement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this was almost like you know, which in its own way is also very disturbing. But uh, Paul in '97 is like, this is the thousandth time I've done this, right? Yeah. Um, whereas Paul in 2007 is like, I don't care how many times I've done this, look how much fun I'm having, right? Right. Which both are also both are disturbing in their own ways. Yeah, I think I think for me, definitely where you can see the difference um, is in the fourth wall breaks with mm-hmm. Paul. You know, 97 Paul, when Anne is looking for the dog, I love that Paul gives a little wink. Yeah. And where Michael Pitt just kind of like looks directly in the camera and just is like a little smirk. Yeah. I was like, and that does sort of, that does sort of define both performances and how they're different. Mm -hmm. Right? Where 97, Paul is just cold as a cucumber, you know, and cold as ice. Uh, Pitt is going to have a little more fun. Yeah. Right? And so in 2007, he's a little more animated. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, and, and that's something else we should mention. Uh, Paul breaks the fourth wall constantly through the movie, and it, it's meant to show that he's in control. Correct. At all times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. Man. So I th- the first time he does it, you're right, is when she's looking for the dog. Mm-hmm. And then he does it again. When and, they make the bet. Right, and asking us whose side we're on. And, right? and uh, you're probably on their side. Yeah. Which I loved. He's like, you're probably with them, aren't you? Yeah, and he's he's super annoyed about it, right? <laughs> and then he does it um, again. When they come back. Because he... <laughs> I really wish he would I really wish Michael Haneke would have left it in the 2007 version. But I love the line that Paul says, like, we're not even a full-length feature film. Yes, and that, yeah. And I was like, that's... that's Which so- I, lo- I love that line. Yeah. And I really do wish he would have kept that in as well. I do like that line a lot. And that is one of the small differences. Yeah. Even though 2007 one is longer. Yeah, but like a minute? Not like that much. Yeah. yeah. Even though they took stuff out. So that's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and they sped things up a little bit. Like, um, Anne in 2007 gets undressed faster um, then in 97, she felt that Naomi Watts really had to talk to Hineki about this one because she mm-hmm. goes, I just feel like she's more vulnerable now. So she'll get undressed faster. She's not going to dilly-dally, right? Yeah. And he finally agreed and broke down. He goes, fine. Yeah. So kind of speaking of that, would you like to talk about the games they play? The games they play are interesting because they're neither, one, games, nor <laughs> and, and two... 
the boys were always going to win. Yeah, I mean, they, it's almost like, you know, heads I win, tails you lose. I mean, it's like, you know, it doesn't... They it's come not out fair. Top. It's not fair, right? Um, sure. Let's talk about the games. I so, don't remember what they were called. Have fun. I remember. Good. So the, the very first one, after they break George's knee, is just a guessing game. It's the guessing game. <laughs> What's this? It's a golf ball. And why do I have that in my pocket? <laughs> and, of course, him and Peter are the only ones playing, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> the family is in shock. Um, and I don't know which dynamic I like better. So... Like between the boys? Yeah. Um, which set of boys do you like better? That's really hard. So, but I do, like I said, I love Michael Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um, I did feel like the American version, they were more of like a bit of like an arguing couple. Mm-hmm. You know, a little a little bit more than the 97 version because especially with the whole like, okay, Tom, okay, Jerry. Yeah. You know, it's much more kind of digging in with the insult mm-hmm. of Tom and Jerry. Um, as where I feel like with the 97 version, it was much more almost like a they like it was staged for them. Like, okay, this is what you're going to say. This is what I'm going to say. It was more perfect, you know. Yeah, like they had it down yeah. to a science, right? Yeah. And it almost seems like maybe they switch roles every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the very end, we have Paul asking for eggs instead of Peter, right? Well, and Peter, well, I don't remember if he mentions it in the 97 version, but in the 2007 version, he mentions how he hates asking for eggs. Mm-hmm. He hates having to do that. Yeah. So with this time, Paul's like, all right, fine, I'll do it. Yeah. It's, and so it, it does, you get the feeling that they get, they switch mm-hmm. every now and then. So no. next time, Peter will be, will be Paul. Yeah. And Paul will be Peter. And they're just going to go back and forth like that, um, which is sadistic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Which is, which, you know, sort of doubles down on they just love this. They love having fun. And they, mm-hmm. this is how they have fun. You know, people, right? and I just realized we haven't mentioned the, the bet that they actually make ah. with the family. Yes. The bet is also not fair. Yeah. Also has no point. Rain, what's the bet? The bet is in 12 hours, you three will be kaput. What that means is by 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, you bet you'll be alive, we bet you'll be dead. And of course, Peter says, well, if they live, they'll have to die. And if they die, they can't live up to their bargain, so. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they lose either way. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um,. <laughs> uh, I, do, I think that was the one time I would have been okay if they would have changed the line for the 2007 version. The kaput? Yeah, the kaput. Because I rarely ever say that. And I was like, I really hope he doesn't say it. Oh, he just said it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, but it also does kind of add to this whole, this is just a game for them. Mm-hmm. So he's going to, and, and I do like how you mentioned that Michael Pitt's Paul is way more animated. Yeah. So that kind of lends itself to that. Yeah, his is a lot... Yeah, he's having more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more fun yeah. than, <laughs> than the other one. Now, I will say that in the 97, that Peter's more fat. 
then oh, yeah. it couldn't matter any less. But it, it almost seems as if in the 2007 version, he's like, yeah, he eats a lot, but he's not, he's not you know, as overweight as... He's, he's not more overweight than Michael is, right? And yeah. so, like, they're both sort of the same size, which I guess you could argue goes to, like, this just... This mental game they're playing with the family which mm. is you know they're like what is he talking about <laughs> he's yeah. not fat what's going on yeah why does he keep calling him tubby like why does he keep doing that um of course that's also a translation issue um because in uh 97 it's fatty right oh uh, the the version i watched it, it kept popping up tubby really mm-hmm. well that's interesting yeah so i don't, I don't know okay um but yeah man like so i mentioned this off mic um, I really didn't think I would be rooting for the boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I no, was like, oh, I man. did mention that I do not like this family, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this family just seems pretentious. I'm sure people will figure that out, Jeremy, that yeah, you don't like this family. They're, they're pretentious and they're, you know, smug and I just don't like them, right? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they're, they're still not bad people in the traditional sense. They're innocent people, right? Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Uh, near the end, when they come back, you're like, oh, they came back. <laughs> you know? They get to finish. Right? Yeah, because, you know, when when they leave, I was like, that can't be it. That, that can't and be the And the end movie it. treats it as if it is. Right? Yeah. Because we sort of get this... Um, I'm glad you brought that up. We sort of get this lull in the story where it is sort of tedious and sort of slow, them trying to get their shit together them trying to make a phone call, mm-hmm. them trying to get out of the house, right, mm-hmm. and get help, right? right? And so, and which plays as if, yes, it's still unfair because they got away with it, right? Mm-hmm. But they're still alive, right? Yeah. And so, happy-ish ending, right? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, they come back. Well, and, and I like that we don't see Anne get captured. No. And, th- again, that has to do with this off-screen violence, right? Yeah, because yeah, she comes back, she's got more bruises, and she's bound and gagged. Yeah. I do think that, and it might just be because nothing they can do to Naomi Watts will make her look ugly, but I, I do think that Anne in 97 looked way worse oh, yeah. at the very end. Her face was almost, you know, bloated and, you know, swollen with yeah. that gag in her mouth. Right? Oh, yeah. Where with Naomi Watts, she just had a gag in her mouth. Like, it didn't, like... Yeah, I did kind of notice that. Like, when, when they finally free her from the gag, uh, 97 Anne, her lips are chapped from yeah. having the gag in her mouth. And then Naomi... She looks great always. I was kind of like, I'm like, oh, let's see if they, let's see if they, oh, okay. Her, um, her lips are fine. Oh, uh, she's just, right. she's Naomi Watson. She's still Naomi Watson, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, this does bring up an interesting difference with their, their, their underwear are different, right? Yeah. Um, in 97, she wears a slip, uh, which is a little more, she's more covered up mm-hmm. than Naomi is. And I haven't decided why yet. Because um, I don't think Haneke would have had her be less just because she's Naomi Watts. That didn't seem like a, a decision he would make. Because mm. that seems sort of... That seems like a Michael Bay decision. You know? Yeah. And less like a Haneke yeah, decision. Like, yeah. yeah, like... Your name... Yeah. That does. That definitely does seem like something Michael Bay would say. I know. Like, ah, oh, no, you're beautiful. Show everyone. That's right. 
Um, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. That's a good... See, I was wondering that, too, but, like, I I didn't pay attention after that. I was like, oh, like, okay, oh, Rusty Naomi Watts in her bra and panties. Yeah. Okay, we're moving on. Yeah. But, like, I was going to argue maybe it's the fact that the 90s things oh, weren't... It could be... You're right. It could be... But, as we discussed when we did Stalker... You know, movie laws overseas are way different than the laws in America. That's correct. So, you know, you would think that maybe they would show more skin in the 97 version, but the most we see of Anne in that is when she's putting on yes. George's clothes. Yes. And her... The, almost the exact same clothes, by the way, which I was very impressed with. Her is, bra is see-through. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. And then she puts on his sweater and then that's it. Right. Um, yeah, so I don't know, man. That is, I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because I really didn't think about and it. And I was also when I saw this the first time, I was like, you know, I don't think, you know, when they're making her strip, uh-huh. I was like, oh, I really, you know, yeah, I'm a teenager, but I don't want to see her fully naked. That's disturbing, right? Yeah. And we don't. Yeah, I it's, think Hideki uh, sort of knew that, I guess, and you know, he's. Toying with your expectations, thinking that we'll probably one, see her. Right. Number one, we're probably going to see her. Number two, you know, they're not going to stop at that, right? Yeah. And then neither of those things happen, right? Number one, we don't see anything. Number two, they let her get dressed again, you know? Yeah. Um, and yes, it's, again, psychological torture and humiliation, but it didn't go any further than that, which. Some horror movies would have gone further than that. Again, he doesn't think it's a horror movie, but he's wrong. So yeah, um, just like just like Lars von Trier, <laughs> these guys just need to understand you've made a genre piece. Um, yeah. <laughs> but in this one, of course, they don't. They just you know, you can get dressed again, right? Yeah. And then you go <sighs> like, oh god, oh thank god, <laughs> you know, because yeah. that would have been a little too much, I think. Yeah, um, and there were and there were a few things. Uh, I I know I'm been kind of all over the place when I have been interjecting, but like there's kind of a few things that I also agree with that didn't really translate well in the 2007. Like with mm-hmm. um with George Junior. Georgie, when he realizes he'd been left leaving wet footprints and he takes off his pants. In the 97 version, that makes sense because he's wearing overalls, so he's got to take the whole thing off. Mm-hmm. But in this one, I was like, you could have just rolled up your pants. Yeah. Like, I get that right. he had to take his pants off because that's what he did in yeah. the 97 version. I was like, but he could have just rolled up his pant legs because he wasn't wearing overalls. But Right. Um, yeah, that's... You're right because, you know, they... It's got to be the same. I mean, the shoes I get. Like, yeah. Take your shoes off because your feet are probably dry by now. But I will say, two thousand seven, the kid's a better actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, when when he realizes there's no bullets in that gun, and he looks back up at at Paul, I mean, you can just see how terrified he is. Mm-hmm. Right? He's even crying. The other one, he's just like, <gasps> yeah, he's he's making a face he's not experiencing the emotion yeah. right and this this kid was in in 2007 and so I, you know again both films have their own one isn't better than the other one no right I think they both have their own thing now I will say 
that this is a little fun fact for you. A little FF? Yeah. That um, obviously not at the time because it didn't exist yet. Um, But after 1999, the boys were compared to being compared to in reviews of these two boys in Colorado after they shut up their high school in 1999. Would you like to know what the name of the high school was? I can guess. It's Columbine High School. So, oh, God. Um, after the footage, the home footage of the those teenagers were released mm-hmm. and people were able to see it, they saw a lot of uh, Peter and Paul in those guys. And so um, they got compared to those guys a lot after wow. that. Yeah. Of course, not in 97 because it didn't happen yet, but after that. Yeah. That's... It's really interesting. No, no. You know. Ah, man. Dude. I mean, there's absolutely no evidence to suggest that those kids even saw funny games or even knew what it was. Yeah, because I'm sure, you know. They didn't blame Michael Haneke, Michael (laughs) (laughs) Marilyn Manson, video games. Those things got blamed, which is completely ridiculous. But um, Haneke didn't, so that made (laughs) But it was just the, the fact that they were so young and they were doing such horrible things that once Columbine happened, they're like, oh, it's like that, right? Mm. And, and so that, you know, brings a sort of topical realism to Peter and Paul, which makes it scarier. Yeah, which, you know, in itself, kind of like what we talked about, is is kind of what Michael Necky was trying to say, right. is the violence in the media, mm. and, well, and everywhere, you know, TV, movie, and the news... And then 97, Columbine happens, and I, you know, I, I knew I knew what happened at Columbine. I didn't know the footage actually came out. Mm-hmm. But then again, I was only six years old when that happened. Yeah. So I wouldn't have seen it anyway. Right. But um, that is really crazy. I know. Um, <laughs> but, at the, but it kind of also, I can see it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? Man. Crazy shit, dude. I know. Um, it sort of brought, you know, again, it, it brought a realism to these these characters that, you know, makes it way more disturbing. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not hypothetical anymore, mm-hmm. right? After ninety nine, it's now it's, you know, that could happen, right? right? Maybe not to that extent, or maybe not to, you know. I mean, not exactly the way it happens in funny games, but, I mean, these people that young can do horrible things also, right? right. So, I mean, it's, you know, that doubling down on it. And what else do I have? Oh, we can talk about the remote. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate it's not fair. Yes, the ultimate it's not fair um, comes when Anne, while being made to say a prayer and then made to say it backwards... Uh, played the game The Loving Wife. The Loving Wife, that's right. Um, so, <laughs> whether by knife or by gun, sometimes losing your life can be fun. Um, yeah. Is she grabs the gun, she shoots Peter, uh, and point blank in the stomach. I mean, lots of blood. He gets thrown back like a like an old West movie, right? Yeah. And, and, and you kind of start to think, oh, like they're gonna get out of this. She got the drop on him. Oh my god! Yeah. And 
Paul is freaking out, and he's just like, where's the fucking remote? Pushes rewind. <laughs> the movie rewinds uh, to where he... A little bit, you know, before that happened, to where they're going to make her say the prayer forward. The first time. Oh, no, backwards. Backwards. Yeah, it's right after he's explaining. Now you're going to do it backwards. Oh, now you can do it. That's right. And she goes for the gun. He grabs it before she gets a chance to get a shot off. And both both characters are now still alive. Right? Yeah. It's so unfair. And... And a big shock to the system when you're an audience member. Because yeah, you're like, what? And you're like, wait, they're going to just keep going? You know? It's yeah. like that's not a that that's not a dream sequence that Paul's having that he can just rewind. It that's that's actually happening. Yeah. And, <laughs> and lo and behold, the movie keeps going as if as if Peter didn't just get shot two seconds ago. Yeah. And he remains alive through the duration of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfair. Yeah. You know, when um, when you first told me about that, you know, that the movie is unfair and the movie is designed for you to, you know, stand up and be like, that's not fair and, and hate the movie. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I said, I was rooting for it them. It makes me love it more. I was like, that's great. That's awesome. Because, yeah. you know, it just... I don't know. It really makes a really <laughs> compelling villain. Yeah. That he's that much in control. Yeah. You know, and and again, we get inklings of that with the fourth wall breaks, but mm-hmm. you know, once he grabs the remote and changes history, <laughs> yeah, basically, um, yeah. it's just like, oh, anything can happen, and we should just get used to these guys because they're not going anywhere. You know, and um, you know, then they then they shoot George Senior point blank. Yep. Again, off screen. Yeah. yeah, we hear the gunshot, and then we're cut to them taking Anne out to the boat. Um, and I want to say just how nonchalantly they just kill Anne. Yeah, it's the, again, the this is where we get the most of these things that have been set up but not knocked down, mm-hmm. which is the knife in the boat. Mm-hmm. She does grab it. She does try to cut the rope that is restraining her, and they think it's hilarious. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and Peter takes it and throws it. In the, yeah, it's like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. And then it's like, be careful, you can't swim to Peter. Yeah. Right? And you're like, oh, maybe she's going to knock him off and he'll drown. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, and I, just, I just love it. I love it, man. Like, what time is it? A little after eight. Ciao, Bella. And he yeah. just pushes her over. Yeah. Like, and she drowns and dies. I mean, it's... Uh, and, of course, Peter's like, what are you talking... She had, like, another hour left. He goes, yeah, but yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And oh, just, man. These guys... Jesus, man. Yeah, man. I mean, they're just sadistic, right? Mm. Paul especially, right? Oh, yeah. Um, in both cases. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the more sadistic one. But, of course, that's the part they're playing. Yeah. It is insinuated, and maybe in my fan, you know, fan fiction brain, they switch parts, right? Yeah. And so maybe he'll be less sadistic this time. He'll be more of the pathetic like, sidekick. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that is interesting, you know, but I will say that I definitely feel like in the 2007 version, um, Peter is way more creepier. Mm-hmm. Especially like when we first meet him, he's speaking very softly and very like, 
oh, you know, Miss Thompson sent me, you know, and just, yeah. I'm like, he's so he creepy. is really creepy, and especially at the, I mean, at, till the very end with Anne, he's like, will you just help me? You're gonna hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Well, and, and I think for, for villains, they're so polite. Yeah, they are very polite. Please sit down. You yeah. know, just like, they're so polite. And I'm, and I'm like, but why? You know, and and I'm and I'm really glad we don't know why. I think it deal uh, it, that has something to do with the psychological sort of torture um, because they're just like you know it's these two opposites being very very polite and they'll kill and doing you horror, immediately. Yeah. yeah, right. It's in you know without really a a change in affect or mood, really. Mm-hmm. Him pushing her off, he's he's not mad. <laughs> he's just like oh, okay, yeah, okay. We'll see you later. You know. <laughs> And that's it, right? And yeah. it's pff, unbelievable. Now, an FF about Peter. Fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact about the actor who plays Peter. A couple years ago, he made a film called uh-huh. Vox Lux uh, with uh-huh. Natalie Portman. He wrote and directed it. Oh, it's a it's a that musical, right? It's not a musical. It's a it's a music film. Uh, you know, it's a movie about a pop star. And, oh, I thought it was a. I read somewhere it was a musical, but ah, they're wrong. Um, <laughs> And Jude Law's in it, right? Yes, Jude Law's in it. It's very good. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, Natalie Foreman's amazing in it. But I just think it's so cool because I was like, oh, I was watching. I was like, oh, who directed this? I was like, oh, shit, it's Peter. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's the guy from Funny Games. Well, and I, I was I was like, I just, his face looked so familiar. So I was scrolling through his IMDb. And he, apparently this is like a thing he does. He plays a lot of creepy guys in film. And I think with this version of Peter, yeah, he's... Um, he is a little he's a little creepier and also just like he's he's also having more fun yeah right than than peter in 97 97 is a little more pathetic just like george's in the 2007 version there um you know he's just he yes he's a willing participant yes he's doing horrible things but I don't know. I kind of feel bad for him, you know. Yeah. Where in 2007, I don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I I didn't think I would like the bad guys yeah. ever in a movie. I know. But Here I was like, you go. I was these like, guys are they're just fun to watch because they themselves are having too much fun yeah. doing this, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, especially with the uh, the. I love the interactions with the the shotgun shells. Yeah, like one for Beavis, and he hands him the, and one for Butthead, and he sticks it in his pocket. And then when they're towards the end, he's like, he speaks French, and he was like, I can't remember what he says. I can't either. I just remember Peter going, you know, like, uh, like we oui, Monsieur, and like loads it up, and yeah. and I'm just like, oh fuck. I know. Yeah, I mean it's. Again, this is a very disturbing movie, very, you know, violent, in quotes. Yeah. Um, but it still remains one of my favorites, and I, I watch it all the time. I, I showed Mom the trailer last night. Cause <laughs> Ooh, Mom was not a fan. I, I also did the same thing with my mom, because she was asking what we were doing for the podcast. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, it's uh, Funny Games. We're doing both versions, and Bob's explaining it to her. And she watched the 2007 trailer, she goes, mm, no. <laughs> she goes, absolutely not. It... it, it do you get the, the too scary from her? Kind of. She goes, mm, too scary. <laughs> too scary. <laughs> now she's just like, Ugh, that kid dies, right? I go, oh, yeah. Oh, hard, yeah. Hard. Don't get attached to that kid. 
Um, yeah, I showed mom. I showed mom the trailer last night because you know, as I mentioned off mic, I rented uh, the 2007 version through iTunes, and I my my rent my rental still uh, active. And I was like, you, you want to watch it? And Ashley did not want to watch it because she was kind of. I was going to ask if she watched either of them with you. Mm-hmm. I, I showed her some of the fourth wall breaks. I was like, that's so fucked up, man. Yeah. Um, but I haven't watched a foreign language film with her yet, so I don't know how she would have watched. This one is a good starter foreign language movie to watch because it's not a lot of dialogue. Yeah, like and if they are talking, they they take a lot of pauses. Yeah, like you know with Parasite, a lot of dialogue. Yeah, very fast dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, so you may miss something, but yeah, but but when I was watching the 2007 version, she was kind of listening, and so last night I was like, "Mom, you want to watch?" And Ashley was like, "I absolutely don't want to watch it." I'm like, oh, "It's so good." <laughs> I'm like, "You're rooting for the bad guys." Yeah, isn't that fun? And my mom, so I showed mom the trailer, and she was like, "I think I think she had the same reaction as your mom." She was like, "I don't know." No. <laughs> it but, was, Ooh, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, but um, but I did really I did really enjoy it. Good. Um, wish I could get on that Criterion collection though. Yeah, dude, it's dope on that Criterion. Um, that's what I watched it on uh, <laughs> this morning, and uh, I watched well, it on that Criterion. And then I well, I wish I could get both on Criterion. Well, I know I know I can get the '97. Unfortunately, version. yeah, the 2007 version. I had to get a Region B Blu-ray from Italy. So oof, yeah, oof, my and I actually had to change the the master audio because when you play it, it plays dubbed Italian. <laughs> And so, by the way, uh, in Italian, English is spelled with an I. So Really? Uh, yeah. That's that interesting. You can tell. If you do this as much as I do, you can know what the word English looks like in lots of different languages. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. And I I really got up my ante. I thought you were going to be upset with this one. Ah, dude. Because, okay. So like I mentioned last week... I was I was expecting to be upset because yeah. I don't like it when our characters are turned upon. See, and that's what my dad. So I watched this with my dad a few years ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, "It's it's a horror movie. It's a it's a really interesting one. We'll, we'll watch it." And I forgot about his thing. He's got this thing with control things. So if the if the characters are giving up their control uh-huh. and they are at the mercy of other people, and it seems like they don't have to be. Right? He, he doesn't like it. No, he can't stand it. He oh, gets okay. all he gets antsy and he gets uncomfortable. That doesn't really bother me, but I I really don't like it when when care like when when everyone else is turning on our characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of a an example that I know you would follow. Fuck, I can't. Okay. Um, well, one that you would appreciate, an example you would appreciate. So I'm I'm gonna use Arrow. There's a season, Bummer. a good chunk of a season of Arrow where people are turning on Oliver and all he's trying to do is help. Now, so I hate that. I, oh, hate I get what you're saying. There is a season of Luther where... Um, I just started watching Luther too. There's a season of Luther where he is being investigated by um, you know for... He's being investigated by you know negligence and um, police brutality and stuff like that and it's obviously not true and you're just like but it's not true. Right? Yeah. So I get exactly what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, so that's what I was expecting. I was expecting me to be like, oh my God. But as soon as Paul broke the fourth wall, I was like, oh no. I'm like, am I about to root for the bad guys? Yeah. And then he keeps doing it. And I was like, man, I don't, 
I mean, I was like, that kid's gonna fucking die. I know <laughs> he's gonna fucking die. Yeah, that kid's a goner. Because, <laughs> um, you know, especially with the, this, you know, doing this podcast has helped me learn things about film. So, you know, when a gun is introduced, it's gonna go off in the third act. Mm-hmm. Of course, it goes off before the third act right. and then and in then the third act. After. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, someone's gonna fucking die. It'll probably be that kid. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, yeah. <sighs> A lot of the awkwardness was a little too awkward for me. Yes. Now, I do, when I rewatch it, sometimes... You I fast forward. I fast forward through the egg stuff, because it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. You yeah. Know? And it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. You're not supposed to like it. But, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, well, I'm in charge. Yeah. So, who's got the remote now? Here we go. And then I have to fast forward through. Yeah. So, I mean, and I sat through both. I was like, yeah. I'm not going to fast forward, even though, even though I feel like... The 97 version is way more awkward than the 2007. Again, it's because she's harsher, right? She's mm-hmm. she's less forgiving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because the, two, the two, 97, I was just like, oh, God, it's so awkward. Ugh. And the 2007, I was just like... This is worse. 2007, she was like, I was just like, oh. She was just meaner. She just him. wants him out. Like, take your fucking eggs and yeah. get out. Yeah. Um, But, uh, but yeah, man. <laughs> I was expecting to hate it. I was expecting for you to come over and be like, Jeremy... I hated this movie. Yeah. Don't make me watch it again. But now I'm like, I do want to watch it again. Yeah. And I may do a little tricky thing uh, with Ashley. Um, If I want her to watch a movie and I know she doesn't want to, I'll just play it without her knowing that I've started it. Mm -hmm. And then, too late. Well, it's on. Guess we have to watch it now. Like boiling a frog. (laughs) What? If you toss a frog in boiling water, it jumps out. But if you toss a a frog in water and then start to boil it, it won't. And it'll it'll boil alive. Wow. Yeah. It's like tossing a frog in boiling water. (laughs) I can't believe you've never heard that expression before. I've never heard that expression before. All right. Uh, That's fine. What are we going to do next week, Ryan? So, Jeremy, what we're going to do next week, I... um, Again, I've been thinking long and hard because mm-hmm. I want to keep up in the ante each season. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I want to start doing uh, my pitches. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided we're going to do one of my pitches. Okay. <laughs> do you think you know what it is? No, I have no idea because I kind of don't remember what you said. I don't even remember what I said. Okay, good. Um... We're going to go ahead and get this one out of the way. Uh-oh. We're going to go ahead and do the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yikes. All right. Um, uh. As I as I said during our Steve Zizou uh, episode and numerous times off mic, this is the Wes Anderson movie I think I'm going to get you on. And I think this one you'll truly love. No, it's going to be a bunch of hipster nonsense with pastel colors. Well, I mean, pastel colors are going to happen regardless. I mean, you know, his new movie coming out, The French Dispatch, fucking looks awesome. Uh, so, yes, uh, if anyone doesn't remember from our Steve Zizou episode, I am a huge fan of Wes Anderson, and I've been trying to get Jeremy <laughs> to like his movies since, uh, I want to say since senior year when I finally dis- discovered him, and I've been trying to get you to like his movies. Um, no, I refuse. Uh, and I will get you to like one of his movies, and I think this is the one that'll do it. You think it's going to be this one? Yeah, man. You got Ray Fiennes. Mm-hmm. You got Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. You got Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. You got Adrian Brody. Mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, Owen Wilson shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, Saoirse Ronan is in it. 
F. Murray Abraham, Jude Law. It's a lot of people. Um, the I can't think of his fucking name. The budget he, must be really high. <laughs> probably. Um, but then again, Wes has worked with a lot of these actors before, so I'm sure they're like, fuck yeah, well, I'll come and be in your movie again. Fine. Fine. Um, Grand Budapest next week. That's fine. And then, uh, what's his name? He played, um, oh, fuck. This is the only movie I can think of him in. He, uh, he was in um, Batman Begins, the gangster. I like Batman Begins. Um, that Bruce approaches in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. What's his name? I don't remember. The actor's name? Oh. oh God damn it. You're supposed to know these things. I know. So I keep you around. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we, uh, we hope everyone enjoyed Funny Games. And like we've always said, uh, if you haven't seen the movie... It's too late. It's too late now. Uh, you should have not played this episode. Uh, but if you did enjoy the movie, let us know. You know, you know, let us know on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on the website. Um, and then we will see you next week for Grand Budapest Hotel.